Employee engagement in this year's Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey was pretty steady, but pay satisfaction dropped off quite a bit. The latest missive from the Office of Personnel Management tried to explain the reasons behind the trends in FEVs this year. It said low pay and limited telework may have led to some of the more negative responses. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman joins me with more. And Drew, that global satisfaction index dropped by 2%. I mean, that kind of bounces up and down over the years. No big, huge trends, but let's say it did drop. How did OPM explain that one? So you're right that global satisfaction does, you know, it's never quite steady, but it dropped off from 64 down to 62% this year. And OPM said that a lot of it had to do with the time when the survey was distributed. So they said when they sent out the 2022 survey for employees to take it, it was at the time when a lot of agencies were increasing in-person work at agency work sites, also trying to transition to hybrid workplaces, so a mix of telework and in-person. So this new management report from OPM says that that's a big reason why employees maybe felt a little bit less satisfied this year. In the results, they weren't necessarily too negative. So 74% of respondents said in one question that they wouldn't consider leaving their organization based on the current telework and remote work policy. But that leaves about a quarter who said they would think about leaving. 11% of that quarter said that they would think about going to another agency that had more telework flexibility. In numbers of how many people are actually teleworking right now, 17% said they telework one to two days per week, 25% telework three days per week. So the numbers are a little bit different across the board, but a pretty persistent trend is that a lot of federal employees are saying they want more telework. And pretty much a lot of surveys, a lot of discussions around telework give the same impression, don't they? Right. We, Federal News Network, had its own survey a couple months ago where we found that about 75% of respondents to our survey felt that returning to the office on a regular basis would be concerning to them. In another example, earlier in 2022, Pulse surveys, government-wide Pulse surveys, a good portion of those respondents also said they'd think about taking a job elsewhere with more remote work flexibility. It's something OPM has warned about, that limited telework could lead to high staff attrition. So the numbers are pretty similar across the board. This seems to be a persistent trend that is that is continuing with FEVs this year as well. And OPM had a lot of analysis. I mean, it's a 51-page report, and you look at overall satisfaction, as you point out, from 64 to 62 index last year. Job satisfaction dropped a point. Pay satisfaction, as you pointed out, dropped five points, 61 to 56 index. Anyway, what are some of the other things OPM is pulling out of its hat to either rationalize or otherwise explain these results? The pay satisfaction was was the biggest one under the global satisfaction. You're right. OPM said that that was most likely because living costs, cost of living rose without a corresponding increase in pay for most federal employees. So You're seeing things get more expensive with inflation, and yet there was no pay raise during the course of the year for most employees. That being said, we're looking at a likely pay raise of 4.6% next year. It's hard to say how much that would actually change or shape FEV's responses in the future, but it's that's kind of what they pointed to is just the the economy and the inflation rates this year. Sure. If you want a real fat raise, you have to be in a railroad or a teacher's union. Otherwise, everybody else is pretty (laughs) flat, I guess. And there were some scores on the high end, some on the low end, a little bit more extreme. Let's review a couple of those. A lot of the more positive responses were centered around how employees felt about delivering on mission. 
So, for example, 91% agreed that it was important to them that their work contribute to the common good. There were also really positive scores around accountability. So whether that's from a supervisor, the public, or within their own work unit, 87% agreed that they are held accountable for the quality of work that they produce. On the flip side, some of the more negative scoring questions, one that was pretty interesting, we see pretty much every year, one of the lowest scoring questions is, I believe this survey will be used to make my agency a better place to work. For 2021, that was the lowest scoring question. This year, one actually came in below it. So the lowest scoring question was, in my work unit, differences in performance are recognized in a meaningful way. So maybe some employees or respondents felt like they either their good work wasn't being recognized enough or others were being recognized too much. So that's that's kind of how that that falls across the board. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we see this, as you point out, year after year. They like the mission. They feel like their work has public good, but they're not sure that anyone pays attention to the survey. And as usual, there's mixed feelings about their direct supervisors and their senior leaders that are a couple levels up, too, aren't there? Right. That's a really typical trend in FEBS each year that direct supervisors, so the people that you're directly reporting to, typically get higher positive results. So we had 80% of people feel positively about their supervisors overall. That's in pretty sharp contrast. Senior leaders generally get a lot lower responses from employees. 59% of a positive rate for senior leaders this year. And that's something that regardless of the administration that's in office, it seems like the people that you directly report to, you seem to feel better about them. Anything else noteworthy? I didn't see a lot that changed all that much this year. Anything you noticed that we should make sure we don't overlook? There are a couple new questions and new indices that OPM added this year. So one of those is the the diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility index. For that, the top line number is that 69% of respondents reported positive perceptions of how their agency is handling DEIA-related practices. But As it goes with many of the indices, smaller agencies did better than larger agencies. The biggest disparity was for accessibility. Small agencies scored 10% higher than large agencies on how they felt about their agency's accessibility practices. So, you know, it's an interesting index to look at, but it's something where I think a lot longer down the road, many years down the road, we'll actually be able to see a lot more measurements year after year on that. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out her story, and we have a link to the entire OPM report at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. There are plenty of shopping cards out there. The last thing I need is more store-branded cards, and that got me thinking. What if I could earn more, like 6% cash back, but with one card at all of my favorite stores? Well, the folks at U.S. Bank are on it. Check out the U.S. Bank Shopper Cash Rewards Visa Signature Card. It can earn you up to 6% cash back. 6%, not bad. Check out usbank.com slash shopper to learn more. It's easy. You just grab your shopping list and shop two of your favorite retailers for up to 6% cash back. And you can change your two selections every quarter. I'm talking 24 different big name retailers like Amazon, Walmart, Target, That would be good enough, but this card can also earn you up to $250 cash back after you spend $2,000 within the first 120 days of opening your account, and who doesn't do that at Amazon, Walmart, or Target, for God's sake. You can also earn up to 3% cash back from your choice of one everyday category like gas and EV charging stations, bills and utilities, or wholesale clubs, plus you'll earn 1.5% cash back on all other eligible purchases 
You deserve premium rewards, and the U.S. Bank Shopper Cash Rewards Card is here for you. Learn more at usbank.com slash shopper and start earning. Limited time offer. The creditor and issue of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.